What do you hear? What do you say? Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the streets. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 128 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is True. Fan 15, go and get your official TCSF shirts now. As always, I am Big Z. E-Rock is on softball duty this week, so you'll get to hear nothing but my lovely voice this week. So uh, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. And if you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button. Go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can find us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. Go ahead and uh, follow, follow. Yeah, get the notifications. Uh, don't forget, so you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm forward slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Uh, go over there and, uh, you know, click on the support button and you can uh, subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month. You can spend a lot more money on uh gasolina and eggs uh you know whatever your vice is you spend more money on that throw us a dollar it's one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year come on do it so i know you like the show and i know you guys are fans so tell your friends and they'll tell their friends and then we can all just be great friends and if you enjoy the content we'll make you uh, <laughs> if you enjoy the content if we make you laugh or cry or yell or just think please 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 share it with others who like it as well again this goes back to telling your friends all right so let's get into my week uh it was a hell of a week uh going back to work uh yeah it it was kind of tough uh kids are testing in all over all stages and whatever tests they're doing in the classrooms but we also had the pacer test so they were kind of excited for that and i'm glad very proud of uh, how my students did in the pacer test um a lot of a lot of students took it very very seriously and tried to uh uh upstage their other uh, accomplishments so what i mean by that is they they had a practice since the beginning of the year and that's to see where they were at um coming out of a pandemic and it's my first year with them uh, i don't know what their baseline is so what i started to do is like hey let's see where you guys at and then uh right now in january we did the actual first test and then we'll do another post test at the end of the school year so probably in may and uh, hopefully there's some growth there that these guys can show their parents that, hey, you know, we're actually working out in PE. Uh, we're actually running around. We're sweating. We're, we're improving that cardiovascular endurance. Yes, big words there. Now for bowling. First off, uh, I want to give out a shout out to Louie and Eric and Anita and, uh, and the rest of the team for beating us last week handily uh, <laughs> and securing a playoff spot. So, you know, Congrats to you and your team, sir. 
All right, that's enough. When we've seen you in playoffs, we're kicking your ass. Um, other than that, uh, I'm back to bowling a little bit more. My average, I've, I've gone back to one, my first bowling ball, uh, the high road, and been using that a little bit better. Uh, so it, it's it's getting better. Again, moving on. Different balls react differently in different lanes on the oil pattern, and, and it's taking time to get used to. But the main thing I want to talk about bowling here is because Sean from the 606 uh other podcast called the no water in a weekend podcast invited myself and he was in a bowl with steven and uh, we invited e-rock to come over and we we're going to bowl in this tournament well e-rock was going to show up and, and, and cheer us on and probably you know have a couple uh rocky uh mountain uh refreshments there uh but we were going to bowl this tournament it was going to be right by eddie uh e-rock's house and um for some reason steven from the No Water and Awakening podcast, tells Sean, Hey, Sean, I have a work event, so I'm not going to be able to go. He tells him the day of in the morning. Sean doesn't tell me. I show up. I drive my butt all the way to the burbs of Franklin Park or River Grove or whatever suburb that was at the Bolero up there. And I'm looking around like, Hey, I don't see anybody. Let me text the guys. Uh, guys, where are you? crickets crickets for a couple minutes and uh you know the bowling has got a you know there's a league on the right hand side there's a bunch but 30 lanes at least people on the right hand side you can tell that's the league nightly league left hand side left corner that's you know free bowling the tournaments you know you can see people that are you know sparingly in the middle so you can tell that's tournament you know you can tell like no one really knows each other everyone's like looking around what's going on I don't see the guys. Finally, Sean's like, oh my fucking God. I forgot to tell you, bro. My bad. Um, I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. It is. Uh, what's going on? He's like, yeah, we're bowling at diversity. I'm like, wait, weren't you coming to the tournament? He's like, oh man, I forgot to tell you. Steven said he had a work event and told me in the morning that I forgot to tell you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a group text where all four of us are on there and we communicate on a daily basis that 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 group chat is going on at all times of the day and night in early morning with you know either we're trying to communicate something or there's a bunch of bs going on but wow wow you couldn't tell me after i drove whatever 14 miles whatever it is in traffic in the snow in the cold come on steven come on and then Steven sends me a, uh, uh, this is my location. Dude, I believe you. I believe you. You're at, at work function. You don't have to prove it to me. <laughs> your word is your bond, sir. That's how we work around here. Your word is your bond. So uh, I ended up tracking it back over to uh, to Diversity. Uh, I met up uh, Sean and the rest of the crew that was bowling there. They're bowling for fun. And, you know, I got a, about three games in. Um, and E-Rock ended up showing up too. So thanks, E-Rock, for uh, trekking it all the way down to the city. And uh, bowling a couple games. I know that's not your cup of tea, but you made the best of it and had a great time. Let me just tell you, we had a great time. And uh, we're going to post that picture on a 606 Media uh, Facebook and an Instagram page. And we're going to tag Steven on there. And uh, you'll know exactly how we feel about Steven on that day. So, Steven, uh, F you. <laughs> no, nah, for real, for real. We, we love you, Steven. Just uh, don't do that shit again. <laughs> 
All right. In this episode, we're going to talk about my two favorite teams and all of the surrounding news that is happening with them. All that is going on in the loop. All that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. All right. Story number one. You're not going to believe this story. I mean, there's no way this is possible, but apparently this is actually really, really true because it also made it to Good Morning America as I watch it. You know, I put Good Morning America because that's the weather and everything going on in the morning, but whatever. Here. A Japanese YouTuber's pet fish commits credit card fraud against the owner while playing Pokemon. (laughs) I'm in danger. So this is wild. A ju- uh, again, the entire incident was caught on camera doing a live stream on the uh, Mute Kimaro channel on YouTube. The channel is famous for its clips of fish playing video games on the Nintendo Switch through motion detection tracking software, which can track a fish as they swim through a tank and use the information to input commands on the video game based on where the fish are positioned. However, things went awry during a live stream of a group of fish playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet after uh, Mitsukumaru, whatever his name is, stepped away. The video game crashed, but the game system continued to follow the fish's input leading into the Nintendo Store, where users can purchase games and other other downloadable, downloadable content. The fish managed to swim in a way that allowed them to access the store before exiting and re-entering after they made a purchase. The fish eventually charged 500 yen through the Nintendo store, equivalent to about uh, $3.85 to a credit card already saved on a Switch account. Unbeknownst to the owner, the fish also exposed his credit card information to the public on the live stream during the purchase. The swimmers also downloaded the N64 emulator and used the gold coins saved up from the purchases through the Nintendo's shop to buy golfing digital cosmetic uh, for the Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, this is insane. This is insane. This fish went rogue. Literally went rogue and said, uh, you left me here alone. You didn't feed me. This water's murky and you haven't changed it in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to charge up your credit card. <laughs> and this is why I don't have fish. I don't really like fish. Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> So if you do own a Nintendo Switch or are and are, and are live streaming, uh, keep your fish away from your uh, Nintendo Switch and the camera. All right. Story number two, sticking with the animal theme. A dog shoots and kills a man in a hunting-related accident, Kansas authorities say. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That's rough. A man in Kansas died after he was shot and killed by a dog in a hunting-related accident, authorities just said. Uh, the shooting reported around 9.40 in the morning uh, this past Saturday, well, about two weeks ago, in the 1600 block of East 80th Street near Wellington, a city, a city in a rural area located about 45 miles south of Wichita, according to the Summer County Sheriff's Office. Authorities said that the man was sitting in the front passenger seat of a pickup truck where else? Where else? Where else? <laughs> While hunting gear and a rifle were in the back seat, along with the dog. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, 
<laughs> according to the uh, <laughs> the authorities, a canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped on the rifle, causing the weapon to discharge. They fired a round that struck the passenger who died of his injuries on the scene. This is wild. I mean, the animals are starting to fight back. I don't know if that dog had a beef with a guy in the front, but I mean, first of all, if you have a firearm, you make sure it is secure. You make sure that it has a safety on. If it doesn't, then you make sure that nothing can happen to that weapon where it can discharge. So you put that in the back. You don't put that where anything can touch it. Come on, let's be smart fire owners uh, firearm owners come on so responding to deputies uh you know they respond they came within minutes uh to try to start cpr but smith was pronounced dead at the scene and the investigation is now ongoing uh it's not immediately immediately clear who owned the truck or who called 911 oh boy oh boy I'm, I'm telling you right now these animals are starting to fight back story number three a man who forked over a whopping $23,000 for a highly realistic bespoke wolf suit says he wears it and he no longer feels human which is the least I expect after uh, spending that much cash to be honest uh, Toru Ueda uh, an engineer, engineer from Tokyo likes to relax and unwind by donning his wolf costume um, that it took four people seven weeks to create uh, it gives him a chance to escape his normal human life and embrace feeling like a wolf. This dude is nuts. Ueda, who was 32, paid uh, the $23,000 to a company that makes models and costumes for TV shows and films. Although it is a, it is a fair amount of cash to part with. I mean, I mean, if you got it to spend it on something, you're going to spend it on something. But I don't know about this. Um, he says it was, it's worth every penny. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks super realistic. Um I will we will post this on the uh, 606 media uh, uh, Facebook website this this picture is ridiculous the only thing where you can tell that he's actually not a wolf is around his hands or paws uh, this is something that's that's I, I can't even describe this I oh my god I can't even describe this is weird um, he said he had three face-to-face meetings with the company as well as sharing numerous images of wolves with the company and exchanging 40 emails where they discussed the suit down to every last detail, including the pattern and the texture of the coat. And he says it was all worth it. When I look in the mirror, I see a wolf and that is very moving. I'm not a werewolf. That's kind of a monster and I'm not a monster. So you might think that you had as keen to show off his costume. Not really. He doesn't really do show off his costume. He just goes around and uh, walks around in it but he's not uh not a what is that a furby yeah he's not a furby <laughs> uh so he doesn't go show up to parties in his stuff i mean he's twenty three thousand dollars i don't think you want to mess around with that suit and mess it up or tear it or spill some wine on it i don't know i don't know what it is but uh people are getting weirder and weirder uh <laughs> i don't even know what to say to that that last story because uh, people dress up as Furbies and do all kind of stupid other things. And if you don't know what a Furby is, you can go ahead and Google that. And uh, I'll let your algorithm mess up over there. But uh, this man dresses up as a werewolf, walks around in the woods or the parks or whatever, and he feels free. Um, all right, well, more power to you, brother. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word for our sponsors.
two Chicago sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. No War on the Weekend. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about my two favorite teams in the city, and that is the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, there's some news there. There's no news on the other fronts, uh, so we're just going to keep it simple and get straight to the point. So story number one. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. That's last segment. What we're going to talk about is the White Sox. Yes, the White Sox. White Sox. White Sox. Go, go, White Sox. Uh, they made a little bit of news and announcing that Jason Bonetti and Steve Stone will be back in the broadcast booth calling White Sox games uh, for 2023 and beyond. Thanks, Cubs! The White Sox announced this past Thursday that the team picked up a multi-year option for Bonetti and signed Stone to a multi-year contract. Bonetti's definitely a rising star. This man does every, pretty much every sport. Um, he's done Monday Night Baseball. He's done, you know, football games, college football, college basketball. He's, he's filled in with the Bulls. Um, you know, he became the full-time play-by-play man for the White Sox in 2019 when Harrison retired. Um, but, I mean, this guy is really good. And I, you, you, you can't uh, dog announcers for what team they represent, right? Like, the Cubs have great announcers. The Bulls have great announcers. Um, the Blackhawks had great announcers for a very long time. So, you know, you, you, you need a voice to tell the story, to paint the picture. Um, some of us like listen to on the radio because they do do that for you. They paint the picture. They talk about how green the grass is and the wind was blowing and how the flag is moving and so forth. They paint the picture. You know, Vanetti is the play-by-play. He's going to tell you all that. And then, you know, have Steve Stone telling his stories and he's giving you expertise and he predicts the next play because he's been in the game for so long so this is a match made in heaven i love stoney and benetti has been great i know some people don't like him because he's a little corny but you know what corny is gonna uh, uh, bring some people into it like you know the socks man that thing is huge people play that left and right you know what i try to guess and you know 
I, my math skills are not that fast. I'm not a calculator. But you know what? I try to play. If I see it, I'll try to play. But it, it, it is super hard. It's not an easy thing to do. So, uh, Benetti did join 670 to score uh, with Danny Parkins. And um, he had this to say. I was getting ready to do Purdue, Michigan last night with, with Phil Raftery. And I was reading people's tweets. And I was like, man, I, I, was a, I, I, I truly was a little overwhelmed. Because I was like, these, these people really do care about what we do. And I think it's awesome. And it's like, you know, you know for sure, for sure, for sure. We get into this as young announcers because we go to this school at Syracuse and we're like, we're going to go be the next whatever. And it's hyper competitive and it's crazy town there. And there's so much that goes into it. And you kind of pour your soul into the craft of doing what you do and what I do. And to have people feel that way uh, is really a beautiful thing. So it was, uh, it was a very weird day. Raph, I had told Raph a little bit, over lunch like he's like well you're looking at your phone right you know sort of thing and i uh i was like yeah this story came out but like i think we're good and we were like there was just paperwork that had to get done so uh we got it done and here we are how close were you to leaving i love this job so much I really, 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 really do love this job so much. And I think everybody knows that 2021 was hard on me uh, with the travel stuff. And there was some strife there and, and all that. And, you know, like there was a little bit of like experiential learning. Like I felt a little bit like a player. Like I, I now know what the arbitration process is like. Where like people walk into a room and they're like, yeah, you know, like is it are you that good? You know, that sort of thing, right? Like you hear about with the players all the time, but I, I'm obviously joking, but I, I, I want to be here and I have always wanted to be here and uh, just surveying how well it's gone with Steve and how much I've enjoyed it and how great so many people in the organization have been. I, I, I want to be here. So uh, the answer is not close but, you know, it took until January, and that's whatever it is. All right, that was Jason Benet on 670 to score uh, earlier this week, talking about his, uh, you know, coming back to the White Sox and how close he was to leaving. He really, really enjoys being here. He is from the area. He grew up uh, in um, Chicago in Homewood, Illinois. He graduated from Homewood Flossmore High School in 2001. Um, you know, he went... To the school in Syracuse out there he did a lot of sports he called women's basketball he uh, he called uh, Syracuse Chiefs baseball games um, he also worked for Fox Sports 1 Westwood 1 Big East Conference IMG College Salem Avalanche and DePaul University so he's done a lot um, he got his uh, degree in communications like I said from Syracuse and then got his Juris Doctor degree uh, from Wake Forest so this is a well-rounded and smart man who, by chance, suffers, not by chance, but he suffers from cerebral palsy, but that doesn't define him. He still works. Over, he, I think he calls over 200 games a year. Um, and I, there's a little, a little part in that interview that, that, that was the, that's not in that clip, but uh, he is going to miss about uh, between 30 and 40 games. From the White Sox, uh, it might be due to, uh, you know, 
it looks like he's going to be the main voice for Fox uh, Baseball on Saturday. So, congrats to Jason and Steve Stone for continuing to be on in the booth for the White Sox. All right. Uh, so, I do have a ugly story to talk about. The White Sox, Mike Clevenger, under investigation by MLB. Yeah, he's the starting pitcher the White Sox signed earlier this offseason. Is now under investigation for allegedly violating Major League Baseball domestic violence policy for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. The investigation stands for allegations made by a woman, Olivia Feinstein, who accused Clevenger of physical and emotional abuse towards his three children and two and two of their mothers, herself included. She agreed to be named in an interview with The Athletic. Uh, Feinstein said to be in touch with MLB investigators since last summer. Since last summer. Wow. So this is when Clevenger was a member of the, uh, the San Diego Padres, uh, but mentioned her accusations in a series of stories on her Instagram account Tuesday. Uh, in them, she accused Clevenger of several acts of domestic violence and child abuse, uh, child abuse, including throwing chew spit on a screaming infant child and strangling her. The later accusation was posted with a series of photos that alleged to be the result of the violent acts committed by Clevenger, a 32-year-old who's been in the Major League for seven years. Wow. Wow. First off, you know, Clevenger was signed for the White Sox for one year, $12 million free agent contract in at the end of November. You know, he's going to get $8 million this year and in the $12 million with a mutual option with $4 million buyout in 2024. Put that business to the side. What the fuck is MLB doing? This is serious. If there's an investigation, why are you allowed to sign with a team? Right? Yeah, play devil's advocate. Well, the guy's got to you know make make some money. Okay. This is a very serious allegation. You got Trevor Bauer who didn't play for a year and some change, and then got released. For what? Uh, for that? I mean, if you want to look that up, I don't want to talk about that one. But this is disgusting. If this is true, because they are allegations and they are investigating all of this. We don't know if this person is looking for money. We don't, uh, you know, we don't know if these stories are true. But I don't know, man. Why would you put yourself in those situations if you're a, a, a major league player, a, a celebrity, a a professional athlete why do you put yourself in those situations and if if you have a temper if you have you know mental problems if you have issues go get help do not take it out on other human beings do not injure other human beings especially children but what really bothered me is like MLB knew about it since last summer why not give you know send a memo out to all 32 teams saying say hey this guy's got some some a- a- accusations. Some uh, he's going to be investigated. Uh, there might be some legal recourse going on. You you know something might happen. So you are responsible for any ramifications if you do sign him. You know, or if you do sign him, make sure that there's a clause out there so if he is found guilty of these accusations, that you have a buyout, so that way you're not left hanging with the bag. And having all this bad PR. There's been many, many professional athletes have been accused of this kind of stuff. Some of them, it's been proven. 
right? We've seen the videos, right? The football players. Again, we're not condoning that type of those type of actions because those are disgusting. But when when is when is the league going to take a step forward and say this is not acceptable? You can't play until this is cleared up. All right. You know what? If if you're cleared of all accusations and all charges, you'll get your back pay. Until then, you're not getting paid. You're literally on suspension until we resolve this. You know, if you're a free agent, you can't sign until this is cleared up. That would put some fire in their ass to get this cleared up. Also, it would put some fire in their ass to not be put in these situations. So, the dumbass award of the week goes to both the White Sox, MLB, and Clevenger. Just for putting yourself in that situation. But MLB and the White Sox, you should have known better and you should be better. You, you guys should be the standard. All right, let's move on to some better and more uplifting news. Somewhat, right? The Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. Another team that's uh, uh, just floundering right now. Uh, they did win against Orlando, but we have a ticking time bomb. What do you mean by that? Well, we have a ticking time bomb. It's called Lonzo Ball. This man hasn't played for a little bit over a year uh, since January 14th of 2022. He's gone all um, uh, he's gone under for two left knee surgeries in that span. You know, uh, <laughs> this is supposed to be the 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 point guard, the general of the floor, the floor general that's going to drive and, and give you the offense that Billy Donovan has constructed. And as you've seen, the, the time that he did play for us, it ran well. You know, everyone slotted into their spots. Everyone had their role and everyone played pretty good because he distributed the ball. But we don't have a specific date when this man is coming back. You know, he posted that video of him dunking. That was it. That's really what it's going to be. He showed up for Paris in his, you know, in his Crocs. But they are saying that he can possibly be by all-star break be back i don't see that happening i really don't see that happening at all because if he does you know it's going to take a couple weeks to get him ramped up into game speed and then he's got to you know get that chemistry back that, that doesn't happen overnight right and then how many minutes is he going to be restric- restricted to what 10 12 14 minutes a, a night and then what if what if he's you know it's swollen? Then he's not playing back to backs. Uh, this man is literally stolen money from the Bulls, not playing. It, it, it's it's disgusting because I think he's a really good player, but this injury that many other all athletes have had, they've come back from it within four to six weeks. It's it's just I I don't know what to do. Uh with Lonzo Ball. What what can you do? What recourse do you have as, as the Chicago Bulls with, with Lonzo Ball? You know, he says, Ball reiterated that his comments, in his comments that he, he remains hopeful to return to this season. And then he downplayed whether this injury is career-threatening. Well, you haven't played in over a year. I mean, what, what benefit do the Bulls have in keeping you? Like, what, what, we really have 
no one that can dribble that well and can distribute the ball that well. And it's really, really hurting the offense. It really is hurting the offense. So I don't know what the next step for Ball is, but I don't see him playing the rest of this year, this this NBA season. He might be back the next season, and maybe when he's 100%, they'll trade him next year, but I don't see him helping the Chicago Bulls in any future forecast. Let's talk about another player that actually is producing. Vucevic, Vuciman. He keeps producing big games. This is his contract year. So is that a motivation? Most of the time it is for these these, uh, athletes, right? They're trying to maximize their payday. So Casey Johnson uh, did talk about it on NBC Sports. Um, So let's listen to that. I can just tell you that from my reporting uh, to this point, I've been given no indications that the Bulls are going to make a major move. Uh, obviously, things can change, and you would think that these troubling losses might raise some red flags or alarm bells. But the executives I talked to from other teams have given me the impression that the Bulls, the word from the Bulls is that this core, they still want to see it work together. You've heard it ad nauseum, continuity mm-hmm. from management. The one, mm-hmm. the one caveat I would throw out there is, Nikola Vucevic, you got to keep an eye on that guy. Here's why. We all know it. He's an unrestricted free agent. You basically have to know right now, are you resigning this guy this summer? Because you don't want to lose him for nothing. And if you're not, you just said it. You gave up a a pretty high cost to get this guy. If you do not know that you are resigning him this this Mm offseason, and obviously that kind of stuff can happen at any time, those negotiations can take place, you have got to get something back for him. Or that was Casey Johnson on the uh, Bulls post game show, and, and he's he's exactly right. The Bulls have been known to overvalue some of their players, and at this point, you have Vucevic, who's in his at the end of his contract. Um, he's playing very well. He's averaging uh, a double double. He's at uh, twelve double doubles in fourteen games in the you know the past fourteen games. He's thirty two right now. So how long? How much more longer can he produce? I mean, what do you sign him for? Two, three years? If you're not going to re-sign him, you've got to trade him. You've got to get something to build this organization moving forward because right now you have a lot of similar players, a lot of small players. We're a bad rebounding team. We we turn the ball over a lot. Um, and also, like, they barely started moving the ball through Vooch again. And sometimes in the second half, they just forget about him. Again, his deal is expiring at the end of the offseason. The Bulls have didn't, you know, talked to him at the end of last offseason and now we have until february 9th to make that decision are you going to trade him what are you going to get back from because he is his contract is expiring are they going to roll the dice and extend you know ex- and try to trade him or extend them in the offseason like literally they're they're playing chicken with <laughs> they're playing chicken with this organization they really are i mean you paid a lot to get him in in, in twenty twenty one March March of twenty twenty one. You you gave away, you traded for uh, Vucevic for Wendell Carter Jr. Franz Wagner, and the Bulls still owe. They still owe a first round pick from this June's draft. So, as long as it's not one, two, three, or four, that pick is going to Orlando. That pick is going over there to Orlando. So think about that. We're not going to have a first-round pick unless we're in the top four. 
all right i think which is, is producing very well right now and if, if you're going to trade him you, you're gonna trade him right you, you gotta send him out and get the biggest return for him he's averaging a double double he doesn't really need plays drawn off for him but if you run the offense through him he's a great passer he's a great passer he's got that baby hook he's got the little jump little short jumper on the corner he he can shoot threes he can spread the floor for you so i i think he would do really well on the west coast where it's up and down he doesn't have to be focused on defense but again you really got to get something for this man before he walks away and this is this is kind of the mo of chicago sports teams you know wilson Contreras, you could have traded him and got something back for him from a contending team and it just didn't happen and then he ended up walking away and playing for a rival there's been multiple multiple times that this has happened and this is this is just nauseating how chicago sports teams operate all right let's move on to another player on the chicago bulls kobe white kobe white is on the hot stove there yeah the kobe white jay crowder trade rumors are heating up and here's the thing is that you know you're gonna give up a, a player who's improving on their defense who's employing uh, improving on their uh dribbling you know i know people are very very upset on how he's been, you know been playing uh the last couple years he's also uh his contract is expiring this year as well you're looking at this kid who's been improving fighting through screens his, his defense is improving his dribbling is improving um and he's been a pretty good shooter right now yes he is very streaky yes but so what shooter isn't right now um the bulls do value white and they rejected offers in the past but you know you're trying to trade for crowder uh, i don't really think that the money matches up so the bulls are gonna have to give up something else so is that player andre drummond who really just makes it a you know a cameo appearance on the bulls once in a while great guy great guy uh andre drummond is a great guy uh great locker room guy great leader he's a he's a veteran uh, i think he was just uh at the boys and girls club in cicero and took some kids out for uh to buy them gym shoes so he's a great person that that cares about the community that he works for and he puts in the time but you're not really using him because billy donovan likes to put that small lineup so i mean you're gonna to have to make a trade and i think i don't think it's gonna be a big trade because i don't think zach or damara going anywhere um but it's gonna be one or two small moves to make a tweak i i, I don't want to see kobe go because i think his shooting has improved but we do have a lot of redundancy in the type of talent that we have on the basketball team uh and to me i don't know i i really don't think this team moves anywhere higher than a six seed the way they're playing uh they play great against great teams and bad against you know bad teams and it, it, it's just a redundancy of of talent on the team so i don't know what the bulls are going to do for the rest of the year who is going to be traded where someone's going to be you know moved over are we getting some assets back the bulls have a lot of questions and not enough answers and we're just going to be we're just going to have to stay tuned for more bulls basketball more bulls news all right y'all we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. 
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. <laughs> Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
let's move on. So before we go, before we go, what are you watching that is in sports? Hmm? What are you guys watching? You got to send me those DMs. You got to send me those those emails with your suggestions of shows, movies, uh, documentaries, all that stuff. Love all that stuff. Uh, for me, uh, let's see. I just happened. It's, I know it's not it's sports, but it's not sports, right? Just finished watching this past Saturday, the 30th Royal Rumble. It was over there in San Antonio. Uh, they had a men's and a women's Royal Rumble besides other matches. Um I, I was I think it was lackluster. I mean you you had uh maybe two surprises, one on each side that that you were like, oh my god, no, I can't believe they put him in there or her in there. Um the men's had a good pop, uh what I mean a good reaction to one uh one move. Uh you had Logan Paul show up. So if you haven't seen it, I'm, I'm ruining it for you. Oh well. Uh you can go you can stop right here and watch it now. Um Logan Paul showed up, and uh, there's one move where him and Ricochet, another wrestler, were on opposite end of the ring on the outside on the apron. They both are very acrobatic and, and talented. Uh, they both jumped up onto the top rope, sprung from the top rope, and clotheslined each other in the middle of the ring. So if you are a wrestling fan and haven't watched it in a while, that is one of those moves, one of those things you've got to see. You can probably even find it on YouTube or on, on one of the uh, social media platforms. But that was very surprising to have Logan Paul in there. And um, he is a talented dude, but um, a little too arrogant for me. And you did see a lot of the WWE superstars beat him up a little bit. Uh, so I was happy to see that. Uh, another surprise was Booker T. He is from the area, from the Houston area. So um, while it was surprising, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, that that makes kind of sense. Um, on the women's side, you did have uh, a couple of surprises in there. Uh, you had the Undertaker's wife, uh, Michelle McCool, who was actually watching the, the rumble with her daughters. Her music starts playing and she's like, what? Me? What? And takes off her sweater and jumps in. And I think she was in there for like eight or ten minutes. So she did a pretty good job. Uh, but the one surprise that really, really surprised me was the return of Nia Jack. She was a 30th entry. Um, she left on very, very bad terms. Um I can't remember what the back the, the the backroom politics was it all of it, but um, I do remember she she was known to be a little sloppy, a little stiff, which means she's actually hitting people a little harder than she's supposed to. Um, and then she criticized WWE as she left and just was like, "I'm never going to work there." But just like you know, uh, Vince McMahon usually says, "Never say never." So um, that is one thing that I've been watching. The other thing is I did finish uh, season two of Hunters with Al Pacino. Um, it takes place more in Argentina, and they're trying to chase and find, you know, the 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 one person they thought that was uh, dead, and that is Adolf Hitler. So um, it is a very very well written show, um, very very entertaining, uh, suspenseful, um, great writing, great action. So um, if you have not watched Hunters without Pacino on Amazon Prime, that is a sh- pretty good show to watch. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Get your shirts now. 
Check out the rest of the 606 Media lineup. The newest show of the family is No Water on the Weekend with Stephen and Sean. This is a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes available every Monday on all platforms. Check them out. It is a funny podcast. I'm usually on uh, at least once a month. Uh, I enjoy my time with these fellas. They're funny. Uh, check out the la- the latest podcast where they did a live show um, at a restaurant. So you, you might want to know which one it is. Maybe you get a discount. Maybe uh, they'll tell you what to order there. All right. The Bulls are back. And that's right. The NBA is back in action. 606, 606 Media Trishikow Sports Fans and Shy Native Entertainment all present the All Net Podcast. Make sure to check them check out the All Net with Mike Logic and Ideal after Bulls games for your breakdown and analysis. The Shy Native Rod uh, the Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports movies and all types of ill shit. Check them out now. Also available on all platforms. Yes, we're all over the place. Six or six minutes everywhere. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for your moment merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, IG, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you, your recommendations. Give us your, your input on these sports teams. What do you think is going to happen? Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For E-Rock, this is Big Z. We'll see you next time for episode 129. And until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. I always like to keep my favorite snack handy. Need a little excitement? Step into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over. (laughs) 